Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image, and understanding nutrition, and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAs. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey guys it's funny as soon as i hit record i can hear my baby just waking up from a nap i'm gonna go get her in a sec but real quick i am excited to be giving you guys for the next few episodes or at least some upcoming ones 
a bunch of cuts from the Q&As from the 25 days of vlogging that I did over on YouTube. So I did Vlogmas. I posted almost every day for 25 days in December up until Christmas just for fun. Um, and I answered a ton of listener questions and just shared a ton of general thoughts on HA, dieting, training, all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to slice a bunch of the sort of highlight bits that work for audio together uh, for you guys to enjoy. If you like any of those, you'll enjoy the whole channel. So you can find me on YouTube at Daddy Sheriff. That's like what you type in. But otherwise, yeah, here is the highlights. Here's what you need to know, guys. Enjoy. And while I have you, we would appreciate it beyond anything if you guys would give this channel this this podcast a five star rating on apple or wherever you listen to podcasts just because it's really helpful for other people who are looking for help with missing periods and all the types of things that we talk with it makes it really helpful for them to make the decision to come and listen so we would appreciate it but okay on with the show the first question was from, I believe, Kristen, and she's asking about finding your identity, you know, figuring out what you're really into, who you really are when you kind of do away with so much of the time you were spending at the gym or focusing on your food and that kind of thing. So let's listen to her question and uh, me ramble about what I, how I'm going to answer it. How is your question that I really, really loved? So bringing it to the forefront. I don't know how I'm going to answer it, but I'm going to try. So Kristen writes in and she says, Hi, Danny. I have a requested topic that I think you are very well suited to cover. Rediscovering your identity in recovery, especially when it's taking you longer than three months to gain your first period and you are not spending tons of time at the gym anymore. I really loved seeing you talk about this. Here and there, and I think it's such a huge topic that many would benefit from. Love your thoughts on it, dude. Yes, so we, Ashley and I, strongly believe that you're, uh, you're, you are not your HA, you are not the gym, you are not your diet, you're not any of those things. You're not anything. <laughs> you're just you. And I think this is the the big um, the big cool thing, is that you don't have to identify as anything. How's that? <laughs> That's the biggest learning here. So when I first um, got into recovery, I actually started drawing, and I kind of became an illustrator. If you scroll far back enough on my Instagram, you'll see. Um, I like only posted pic uh, drawings for a long time and it really helped me in my recovery and it really helped me feel like I was able to contribute something different to the world than just like losing weight. Not that frankly that was actually contributing anything to the world when you really think about it, but I guess I believed that it was. So when I was able to start contributing art, that felt really cool, but you know, I actually don't really draw anymore. I kind of like stopped. I, I just, I kind of finished up with it because it also wasn't my identity. 
you know. Now I'm actually really into like DIY projects. I'll show you some of the things that I've done. I would love to have a YouTube channel about DIYs. I did this wainscoting myself out of like scrap, actually um, out of scrap gym platforms that were no longer being used. So isn't that, um, isn't that like fitting, right? That this is old from gym materials that I wasn't using anymore, plywood, <laughs> that I created my beautiful office design. Um, you know, I just, I love all those things. And I might not be into them all forever either. I don't have to be. And maybe I'm not even going to want to talk about HA later. Maybe I'm not going to want to own the HA society anymore. But you know, as that business and as coaching clients gets busier and as we launch the restore program and as we launch um, the coaching certification, like that becomes more and more a part of my life, but I still don't identify as it. You know who I am? I am Danielle Sheriff. I can have a short temper sometimes. I'm always learning. I think that I am a decent listener. I think that I'm good at lots of things. I think I'm not good at a lot of things. I think I have a great family. Um, I think I'm a pretty good mom. I like love being a mom. Kind of. <laughs> you know, but none of, but like I'm not, I'm not like a, the gym. I'm not like a business owner. I'm not like, I don't, I'm not identified as those things. Do you know what I mean? There's things that I do. And I think that's the real key is go out and find some things you want to do. But say, maybe this is something I'll do forever. And maybe it's not, maybe I identify as this, but probably not really. Like you just don't have to identify as anything. So if the question, cause I kind of get the vibe is like, I haven't been to the gym in three months. Like, what do I do? You need to go and find some things, my dear, uh, that you love. And it is as simple as that. And it is as simple as trying some things and then being like, nah, not into it, right? It's actually really cool and in, and makes you more interesting that you do lots of different things and you've tried lots of different things and you have tried things and said, you know what, this isn't for me, right? I almost feel like the question itself is um, needs to needs to be addressed. Why are you trying to find something else to fit yourself in? Realizing that maybe this box you put yourself in wasn't serving you, but then trying to find a different box to put yourself in is not the solution, right? How do you take yourself out of the box and just be like, hey, who am I? And trying to find yourself, trying to find a different box to fit yourself in, is almost like trying to avoid discovering who you really are and like having to be still with who you really are. So uh, one thought exercise for you is if you removed judgment completely, what would you do? Right? So maybe it's like, well, I would, I want to draw, but I'm a bad drawer and people will think it's bad. 
or I want to sing, but I'm not a very good singer, or I want to learn an instrument, but I'm not very musical, or I want to travel, but I'm afraid, or I want to like do DIY projects, but power tools intimidate me, right? Like all these buts, all these reasons not to, if you removed that, what would you do? Scrape it all back, just bring it all back. What would you do? If you could wave a magic wand and nothing stopping you, what would you do? Pursue it, go after it. That is the thing. And if your question, if your answer is, well, I would be super jacked, ripped, lean. I would have the perfect body. If that's your answer, okay. I mean, cool. But then I just want to know from you, like, what's, A, what, is that worth your health? Because if it is worth your health, then bloody go for it. Who am I to tell you how to live your life? But... If it's not, then it's not really the answer. And we need to dig deeper. And really, that answer, that like I would be thin and I would be like a fitness model, whatever, that answer is the answer that makes you, um, that that is how you think you're going to be loved. Because it's a way to receive external validation from other people. Right? So how do we do something different, right? How do we not approach HA recovery the same way we approached our diet and lifestyle, right? Not by seeking the approval of others. If you remove judgment and if you weren't trying to seek the approval of others, what would you go and do today? And I think that's an awesome question to ask yourself every single day even through recovery, right? As you're looking at this meal that you don't want to eat or you're looking in the mirror and you're feeling anxious about it, if you remove judgment from your reflection in the mirror, if you remove judgment from the meal you're about to eat, right? If you removed what you think are the repercussions of it, what would you do? Because the reality is you probably can. You probably can remove judgment from that. You probably can eat that meal without the repercussion and fear that you think is coming, happening. And that repercussion isn't just like gaining a pound. That repercussion in your head is actually like, well, if I gain a pound, that means my body's getting bigger. And that means I'm no longer worthy or loved or whatever. Like you need to get super deep to the core and understand like why that is your fear. <sighs> so you can move past it to really figure out what it is that you want and that you want to do and that's actually going to make you happy and it's actually going to save your health. Or, I don't know if that helps. I hope it does. I hope it does. Okay, this next question is from Alicia and she's asking about just like period parameters, what to expect after a few cycles and, and things like that. It's a long question, so I'll let you listen on to how she words it and what she asks. Alicia, hey there. I may be recovering from HA and I have a question. I, I've had four recovery periods that have been 19 to 20 days apart. Is it normal to have short cycles at the beginning of recovery? This is a super common question. Oh, you guys are really far away from me now. Okay. In 2013 to 2014, I lost 68 pounds and was the skinniest I've ever been. I did this through diet and exercise. I picked up running and began running half and full marathons and continued to eat low calorie 
following the Weight Watchers program. I also had a very stressful job at the time as well. In 2018, my periods, which were very predictable, I'm always, almost always 32 days apart, became erratic. My periods would sometimes come two months apart and sometimes two weeks apart. By October 2018, I almost completely lost my period between 2018 and 2022. I may have had five periods in those four years and some were medically induced with hormones. So let's say, let's count that as none. I went to the doctor and was diagnosed with PCOS, but after reading the period repair manual, I started to question the diagnosis. I learned more about HA and thought perhaps the combination of diet, exercise, and stress might have caused my lack of period. In 2021, I left my high stress job, but continued restricting food and exercising. I started doing the work, but didn't go all in until January, till July, August, 2022. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating of course with this system so lots of information lots of case studies lots of stats we go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. By August, I made resting a priority, completely stopped restricting food and took a break from running. I got a period in September, followed by three more periods spaced 19 days apart between the first two periods and then 20 apart days apart with the last one. 
My periods have been light and long. I've always had long, heavy periods since my period started at age nine. I'm curious if this is normal, the beginning of recovery. Okay, so Alicia, yeah, 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 it's normal. Um, it's normal for your period to not be perfect right away. So absolutely expect that you're gonna go a few periods where ovulation is far apart, where luteal phases are shorter, um, and then just systematically work through them. Now, what I always recommend, and I feel like a broken record sometimes, but just make sure you have a timeline in mind that is short and realistic for how long you're gonna go before you take action. This means that if you're, this means like three, four cycles, three, four months, right? So I just um, recorded the story about my postpartum story. It's gonna come out on Friday, but in it, I share how I set a date for myself, right? That like, okay, if my postpartum period hadn't returned with the zero changes that I'm making to my lifestyle right now, then at six weeks, I have to review. So you could do every six weeks or something like that. Um, and that's how I work with my clients too. I, I create timelines that I think are reasonable based on their health history and what they're going for as to how long we're going to stay consistent with this plan that we've got going on. And then, you know, what changes, what interventions will we do next? So that's kind of what I recommend is that you, you keep working towards getting them to be within the healthy cycle parameters and if they continue, you need to make some changes. That's that. Certainly, you, I see how the PCOS thing happened for you with your with your far apart periods. It doesn't sound like you ever really lost your cycle. And I think that this is um, a lot more common than you think. It's just that people just kind of identify with like, oh, I just don't. I, my cycles are as far apart, right? If you're cycling in general, you are significantly less likely to identify that there is a problem than if you're like us, where your cycle completely disappears. But the mechanisms of what's happening, if it's due to stress, diet, and exercise, is still exactly the same. You just have a higher tolerance for stress. Your body is just still able to produce some kind of hormone function and make reproductive hormones at a higher intensity of stress. It's just like, uh, you might be heading towards HA, but it will take you longer to get there. But because you're having some of them, it's harder to recognize. But absolutely, you're on the right track. It's really cool that you figured it out, right? That like, you were having cycle issues without just being like, oh, this is just me. Um, but yeah, just make a plan, a timeline plan. Make specific changes. Follow those changes for the amount of time on your plan. Uh, challenge yourself and if you haven't seen the improvement that you're looking for within six weeks or whatever your time frame is um, it's time to make the next change which for you might be um, reviewing right you said you're all in but maybe just reviewing what your all in looks like you know uh, where, where are you getting your nutrients from what's your meal timing look like are there still food rules or perhaps um, some behaviors that you're doing. Again, I feel like I'm plugging this a lot, but like this, is, I created the period recovery game plan for all of the people asking questions like this. That game planner, the point is to go through it and interview, like ask yourself, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I doing this? Yes, no, yes, no. It's gonna help bring to light like 
where your blind spots might be because you really might think you're all in or you really might think you're doing all the things you need to but then you come up against something on the checklist for example in the planner and you're like oh i might not be doing that or i might still be holding on to that um behavior okay the last question for today is by julia and she asks she's kind of asking for advice on her journey letting me know where she's at and I take a stab at kind of giving her some advice and sort of dissecting her question and kind of trying to find like the real question under the question that she asks. Do you know what I mean? I hope you guys enjoy this one. Hi Danny, my name is Julia. I am 20 years old. I'm a college student studying nursing at Purdue University. I listened to to your podcast about amenorrhea and I would love your input. I was a cross-country runner and suffered with anorexia in my middle school years, which is 7 to 8th grade. I did have amenorrhea during this time. I worked with a gynoendocrinologist, sports dietitian and trainer and I got my period back. It was regular and all was good. Then I went on birth control my junior year of high school trying to help with breakouts was on it until May this year, about three and a half years. I started doing research on the gut microbiome and decided I needed to get off of it. I got the non-hormone copper IUD, although I am not currently in a relationship, so I'm not having sex, but I haven't had a period since then. My gyna checked the following labs, prolactin, LH, TSH, um, and she gives me some numbers for that. Last month, I did the Provera challenge. I did not have withdrawal bleed, only cramping after going off of it. I'm 5'3", I weigh 126 pounds. I still count my calories, eating 2,700 calories a day, and I'm dedicated to my cardio and lifting routine. I still struggle with the mental side of food, but always eat my calories. I admit I'm always concerned with getting fat. I focus on whole foods and limit processed food I mostly eat chicken, but also eat salmon and beef sometimes. I don't have a lot of money because I'm a college, because I'm in college, but I'm desperate for help. What do you suggest? Um, okay, so I never really read these questions before um, I decided to stop filming generally. So let's kind of like break down how I like pick apart this question. And this is a little bit of an insight into honestly like how we work with clients here where it's not like when we have a client intake it's not really um all of the facts you're giving me that i'm taking into account it's how you're giving them to me and it's like all of them in context together right so seeing your history right with amenorrhea and anorexia then considering um that you've been on the pill and then considering that you have taken steps towards figuring out why your cycle um, disappeared again, right? Because, hang on a second. I was on it till May. I started doing research. I went off the pill. Okay, you have, okay. I was like, hang on. Did you lose your period again? You did. So you don't have a period. You have that history. You've been on the pill. You don't have a period right now. And you did not pass the Provera challenge. Um, 
And if anyone, if your listener doesn't know what that means, I have a whole video on it. It's the progesterone challenge where you take a pill for about 10 days and see if it can elicit a bleed. And if you do not have a uterine lining build up, you will not have a bleed. And so this tells us you're not producing estrogen, right? If you do pass, it tells us you are and that you're much closer to recovery than, um, than not. But if you haven't passed, you will and truly have HA. So, okay. And now 5'3", 126, 126 pounds, 2 kilograms. I need to do that check. So I see, I see that you probably feel like, oh my gosh, I'm eating so much food and my height and weight ratio is not, it's not something crazy. No one's worried about me, what's going on. But you also recognize in yourself, Julia, that you focus on whole foods and limited processed foods and you are restrictive with the types of animal proteins that you eat. You're probably restrictive with other things. You probably have food rules and exercise rules, right? There's probably rules going on. Like, if I don't exercise today, I can't eat as much. Or I also, you know, someone says, I eat, I mostly eat chicken, you know, but I have no further context. Like, what does that mean? Does mostly mean two days a week, three days a week? Does mostly mean you have a tiny little incidency portion of, pre of chicken, you know, all of this really matters. Um, so, you know, understanding that you're like, I don't have a lot of money, so I can't take, you know, do like these tests or working with people. I'm going to recommend two options for you. One is that you sit down with a journal and you do a review of your, for yourself of like what all of your sort of food rules are. Like what are all of the beliefs that you have around what you can eat or how you should exercise or how your exercise impacts your eating. All of those rules, look at them and then try to step back and look at them objectively. Do these make sense or are these nonsensical? Um, and then it's, you, you need to take actions against them. So you're at what we call the ceiling, which is I've made the changes that I'm willing to make within the boundaries that I'm comfortable with. So I'm willing to eat 2,700 calories, but they have to come from these places. Like that's probably a ceiling if you're having a hard time breaking that, right? They have to come from whole foods and limited processed foods. Of course, that's great. Of course, eating whole foods and limited processed foods is good. But there's something about it that's not serving you, right? And you say, right here, I'm always concerned with getting quote-unquote fat. And it's that's, um, you know, that's, that's the root cause here. That's the problem, Julia. That fear alone is causing you to hold on to certain behaviors, like only eating, eating certain things in certain ways, because you're afraid of that. So your, my other suggestion for you is that you be diving into that fear. You need to wrestle and grapple with that, okay? It is an irrational fear. It is founded on um, fear, right? Like it's, it's founded on, on unimportant, on untrue, and on unrealistic expectations. And that 
is the root cause of your issue that you highlighted right here in front of us. You've highlighted the behaviors that's causing you to do. And those two things are stopping your period from coming back. Point blank. So I'm hoping that that's helpful enough for you um, that on the that like that you're able to use that to make some changes and push past like okay I I totally acknowledge that I do do this this one behavior so I'm gonna change that right Cause this is where you're gonna get your period back is in changing the behaviors that you're doing based on fear okay I hope that was helpful. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So Temp Drop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So temp drops accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature This includes tracking your cervical mucus, if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction. Temp drop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the temp drop. And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code so just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout 
that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily so if you do that you're doing a service to all of the women